Well, hey there. This is Jim. And I was just thinking. Give me a second here. I'll put this phone down for a second. Readjust my glove. It's a tad chilly here this morning. Although it's much better right now than it was when I woke up. But we were 11 degrees this morning. We have now nicely warmed up to 17. For those of you playing in uh, in Europe or Canada. Yeah, sadly, that's Fahrenheit. That is not Celsius. So, I would not be complaining at 17 Celsius. I'd actually probably be rather happy at 17 Celsius. But, nope, very, very Fahrenheit. So, and yes, I know there are some of you who are like, 17 degrees, that's nothing. It's way colder here. Yeah, I hear you guys. And while I'm sure you're absolutely lovely people, and probably wonderful to have as a neighbor, that right there is why I don't live anywhere near you. Because this is cold enough for me. This is actually already too cold for me. But things you do to maintain a happy marriage. One of those is live here. Because if I had my way, we would be south of Mason-Dixon by a lot. In fact, if we're up to me, live either in Texas or Florida. And after seeing all of the meteorological national disasters that have gone through Texas, they just had an ice storm, by the way, up in the Big D, uh, probably Florida. Although... I think I have found the perfect place in Florida to live. There's lots of nice places in Florida. But it appears that the one place that seems immune from normal Florida seriously bad weather is their capital, Tallahassee. To a lesser extent, Gainesville. Because I've had friends in Jacksonville who've had hurricanes go through their neighborhood. I've had friends in Southwest Florida had hurricanes go through their neighborhood. All my friends in Orlando had record flooding 
after the last hurricane went through their neighborhood. Of course, Miami has had it. Um, thankfully, not recently, but what, 15 years ago, Tampa got it. The Panhandle gets it. But, for whatever reason, it seems to always miss Tallahassee, where my best friend from high school grew, um, currently lives. So, every time some hurricane makes its, makes its way towards Florida, I always end up sending him a little meme of... Neo from the Matrix dodging bullets. So once again, Florida is Neo in the Matrix and they dodged yet another hurricane bullet. So there you go. You know, what the heck? I know somebody there. So there it is. Anyway. Nice and sunny today, and it's going to be getting warmer throughout the entire day, so. By the time this day ends, we're supposed to be in the upper upper 20s. may not sound like much, but when you start off at 11, I will take the upper 20s. And then tomorrow, we may hit 50. Just a crazy, crazy winter. I can tell you, those of you who uh, have been following the rodent known as Punxsutawney Phil who of course saw his shadow um, we have a better weather prognosticator at our house it's called chickens chickens uh, just by nature will let you know when there's going to be an early spring because their, uh, their egg production will go up Something we've noticed over the well, like 15 or so years that we've owned chickens. And uh, normally that egg production doesn't increase until March for us. And that's normally when we're in the 50s. But we've already noticed that our chickens, particularly one, our Easter egger. So actually the chicken called an Easter egger. It pops out a blue egg. Um, it's just a shell, Salve. There's not blue on the inside. Don't worry about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, her egg production has already has already ramped up. So, so uh, they, are, they are predicting an early spring, which would be in keeping with what the uh, climate prediction from the National Weather Service has, uh, has stated as well. So, little uh, little touch of winter today, but we go back to spring weather tomorrow in the 50s. So. Then we're 50s the rest of the week. So, so once again, um, you're welcome for those of you who are enjoying not winter this winter uh, due to the fact that I cannot run. I apparently, have found the. Uh, the silver lining to all this. I can uh, I can say this is my gift to you. Much better running weather this winter. But not for a walk today. I'm going to try a four-mile walk today. 
So I'm not going to be recording the entire four, four miles. That will take me over an hour to do at a walk, but I thought I'd do a little bit of a intro and stop for a bit, put the phone away, and pick it up a little bit later. But uh, we're starting to pick up a bit of a breeze here, so I think this is where I will. This is where I will stop recording. We'll pick it up later. off. My fingers back on my glove here again. There we go. Whew, better. I think I have the wind in my back now for a bit, so probably have about a quarter mile worth of recording that I can do here. So anyway, so out here for my walk try four miles today which will be a walking record for 2023 and this will go down as my my distance for the weekend and then I think tomorrow I will uh, I will do a three miler but my good buddy Anthony is a, at least allegedly doing a 26 mile training run today so it's not precipitating, but definitely not the day you'd want to pick to go do a 26-mile training run. So he's been doing well, though, so I think he's got this in the bag. I believe, I believe Coach Chris has him going um, to like 28 or something like that. Yeah. Distances. So he's got another longer run before he starts to ramp down for his marathon in April. Yeah, on the western shore of Maryland. So there you go. I of course was supposed to be in Jacksonville today, not freezing. Although I'm sure they're not happy with the 40 degrees they woke up with this morning, but it's going to be going into the 50s or maybe even low 60s today there, so they have nothing to complain about. It's good running weather anyway, and then I believe they hit 70s tomorrow, but not until the afternoon, so good running weather. But, uh, but yeah, so I... My virtual and my in-person registrations are just going to be donations this year. I have thought about changing my virtual from a virtual marathon, which there's no way I'm going to walk that at this point, to a virtual half, and then just do it in segments. But uh, uh, even that's probably pushing it a bit. Considering this is the first day that I will have walked four miles at a clip. So, and of course, in order to change your distance for the virtual, you had to give more money. So, I'm already out money. Uh, so, uh, no, no thank you. I'm not going to do it. That was enough of a donation right now. So, we'll see what we'll see. I know it was talking to 
talking to my buddy Anthony. You know, depending upon how long it takes before I can run, uh, this may actually uh, impact a number of races. So, obviously, it's impacting Jacksonville. Uh, it may impact um, JG because, of course, as I've mentioned this here before, uh, I'm basically down to deciding whether or not I want to hop in a car and and make a very long drive down to down to Georgia in order to go do JG weekend. Uh, that's still on the back burner. We're not going to make that decision until we get to March. We're just going to worry about staying healthy and doing the walks in February, and we'll see what we'll see come March 1st. But uh, if, uh, if I'm not able to run until mid-April, uh, this will actually also impact... Uh, my attendance at the Turkey Hill half marathon in early May, because obviously that would only leave me two weeks to actually um, get ready for a half marathon, uh, which I would not want to walk. I would want to run that, but there's no way in two weeks I can get ready for a half marathon. So, so uh, yeah, sadly, it, it may this may reach all the way into uh, into May. So we'll see. But at least at this point, anyway, at least it, it does not impact Burden Hand, which I'm already registered for. So I still have that to look forward to. So what else? What else? What else? Um, well, I think I'll take another pause and uh, come back when I have another topic. See you in a bit. Okay, and welcome back. Yep. Give me a second here when I fix my right hand here. Oh, I think I just put you down. Just checked my phone and we are up to a balmy 19 degrees now. 19 feels like 12. So, huzzah, huzzah. So, and I'm coming up on mile three. So, four miles today is going to happen. So, fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic. So... What else is up? What else is up? Well, this will only be interesting, I think, to a couple of people, but I'm very excited about the fact that the Japanese electronics company known as Yesu is coming out with a brand new radio in March. Yes. Coming out with something called the FTM 500DR. Or if you're playing in Europe, it will be a DE, because the last letter just indicates uh, the band frequencies for um, for UHF and VHF that are that are legal in your area. So, of course, the United States has different rules than Europe, so hence the letter designation. But what's exciting about it is it's a mobile radio because 
been wanting to get one for my car. And uh, it'll do UHF and VHF. And uh, it's got a big old knob on its face, which in ham radio we would refer to as a VFO. And radios that come with a VFO are radios that, generally speaking, do HF, or high frequency, what some of you might more commonly known as shortwave. That's the, the lower frequencies that you can actually bounce around the planet and be talking to people in Australia, for example. So I'm thinking this new radio is going to be what we refer to in ham radio speak as a shack in the box, meaning it's going to do all the different bands from... UHF, which is the smallest, ultra-high frequency, all the way up through HF. So it'll pull in 6 meters, it'll pull in 10 meters, it'll do, I'm guessing it's probably going to do all the way up to uh, 80 meters, which is in the HF band. It may go higher than that, but heck, if it would do, uh, if it would do 10 to 80 meters, that would be great. And then I could go and buy one radio, and, uh, on my weekend, start doing a little bit of Parks on the Air, which is, again, a ham radio thing where you go and you grab your, your mobile radio, a battery, of course your antenna, and you go set up in a park, and you try to activate the park. And that means you try to make contact with at least 10 people. So once you get 10 people, you can say you've activated the park and move on to a new park. So, it's a way to get out in the good outdoors and, uh, and talk to people you probably otherwise would never meet because they live a long, long way away. It's what we refer to as DXing. You're talking to people who live outside your country. So, and, of course, you can talk to people around the good old United States as well, too, which is also fun. That's supposed to come out in March, so who knows? Maybe that's what I'll be saving my pennies for. I already have all the the setup for just a general UHF, VHF radio. But uh, I've been holding off, one, because of all of the health issues and all of the stuff going on with the, the brand new the brand new goats and all that stuff. So it's been a little more expensive than uh, I had planned. And so money that probably would have gone for a radio went for something else. But, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe the wait was going to turn out to be worth it. Because Yesu just got rid of their, their shack in the box they used to have, which was called the uh, 818. But it was a QRP radio, which means low power. So I believe the highest power output on that was 6 watts give you some uh, reference my handheld radio that I have uh, puts out five watts and there are Chinese versions of handheld radios that'll go all the way up to 10 watts so but I don't know that I necessarily want to have 10 watts right next to my head so five watts is probably enough for me and if you really want to talk to somebody 
further away. That's what they make mobile radios for. Right? You just get a bigger radio, that's all. And a better antenna. It all works better. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that turns out. So I'm not going to start selling it until March. They're probably not going to start talking about it until the uh, the middle or the end of this month. So we'll see what we'll see. But yeah, something to look forward to. Speaking of the kids, Liza and Baby Goats, they're all doing well. Um, the first two oldest are now uh, somewhere between four and five weeks old. Um, and so they are definitely getting a lot bigger and there are a lot more uh, more weight to pick up when they, they come up to you and they say, hey, pick me up. I want to I wanna snuggle. And uh, they weigh a lot more than they used to. But yeah, looking forward to this this spring because I have I have plans to build a goat jungle gym in one of our uh, one of our pastures. We have uh, have about two acres set aside just for pasture land, and uh, um, one acre is divided into two half acre plots, and then we have a big acre plot all the way in the back. And uh, currently, that's where the goats are. But um, thinking about uh, building a goat jungle gym back there, so. Give them stuff to climb on. Give them stuff to get underneath in case there's a pop-up shower or you just want to get out of the heat, right? Stuff to keep their little goat brains busy because goats are fairly smart um, for an animal. Um, and, uh, yeah, you got to keep their little brain busy. Otherwise, goats look for mischief. That's, that's just what they do. So, but uh, it's fun. It's fun. I'm glad they all made it through their very chilly night in the barn. Although our barn stays a good uh, 10 to 15 degrees warmer than it is outside. So we're still in the 20s this morning when I went out to the barn. But for the babies, we have uh, an infrared heater right over there. Their little stall area so that they can get underneath that little infrared heater. And that'll actually add a good 20 degrees. Um to the ambient air if you're directly underneath it. So so it's probably in the 40s for them, directly underneath that, that heater. Um, and uh, infrared heaters are nice because they're a lot less of a fire danger uh, because they just pump out heat. They don't overheat. Uh, although this does have a safety mechanism if it were to get knocked over, even though it's bolted to the wall. Um, if we were to get knocked over or actually were to overheat, which would be very rare for this type of heater, um, uh, it has an automatic shutoff, so it just automatically kicks off. So, but, uh, but yeah, so, good stuff, good stuff. And, uh, we have, we've started a little, it's not a business, but it's a side thing here of, uh, of goat cuddling. So we've now had two people, one uh, one Susie knows and one I know, that have come over for uh, for goat cuddling. So one of Susie's co-workers came over with her with her daughter and her grandkids and they came over for about a yeah, half hour to 40 minutes for for pictures and goat cuddling and then 
one of the one of the folks I know from church is uh, initially was supposed to be his daughter. Um, his uh, probably 21-year-old daughter was going to come over um, for goat cuddling, and it turned out um, he and his wife came out with their, I'm guessing, like, 9-year-old son. And they came out instead, and the 21-year-old, I suppose, decided to be with their fiancé. But, you know, people do that, so that's all right. But, uh, but she missed out because a good time was had by all, so... I have a feeling they will be coming back out again. And uh, who knows? You know, I've, I've, I've given serious thought to, uh, you know, just starting a YouTube channel. And once I get to, you know, 1,000 subscribers, monetizing that sucker. Getting a little extra money off of their cuteness and their nonsense. And putting that back, in, back into their upkeep. You know, it's not to... Uh, not to find a way to quit my job, but I want to find a way to pay for these guys. Although we can afford them, but it would be nice to have extra money to pay for them. That's what I'm saying. So there it is. All right. Well, um, I think this should be long enough for, a, for an episode. Definitely uh, a lot more uh, prolific on these episodes since I have gone down to one podcast, and I gotta say, I'm, I'm liking this, you know, um, you know, when you kind of do this, uh, guerrilla podcasting, as my, my buddy Carlos calls this, and I, I guess I call it that too, since I've stolen that idea from him, um, hopefully there's not royalties that he's due, because I'm, I'm, I'm sadly in arrears, but there you go, um, but, uh, yeah, when you do this kind of, you know, guerrilla podcasting, you know, it's, it's when you have something to say. I just seem to apparently have a lot more to say right now. So there it is. All right. Well, I probably only have about a mile left to go. And then this walk is all over. And then time to actually go do some work today. So thanks for... Uh, tagging along. Good luck to all the people down in Jacksonville today. I believe they're having a 5K today. And of course, even better luck for everybody who's going to be participating in either of the races they're having tomorrow. I believe they have a marathon tomorrow. They have a half marathon tomorrow. I believe the continuation of the Ultra, which I believe starts the day and then you finish tomorrow. Um... You know, so good luck to all. Uh, I hope they make a lot of money, and I hope uh, I hope this time next year um, there is no uh, there is no race because we found a cure for cancer, and then there's no reason to have this race anymore. That would be ideal. Um, but uh, anyway, that's all I got. Be well, be safe, stay warm. If you're someplace that's uh, not too warm today. You know, get the hot cocoa out. And uh, until we have uh, more to say to each other, ciao.